0: Hey, 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 everybody! Hey, hey, hey! Hey, 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 everybody! Hey, hey! I mean, hey, we can start. Um, we don't have to officially start everything but we're we're back. This is the first podcast I'm doing in person after COVID. Crazy. Seriously. It's been almost the last time I did a podcast in person. I can't even remember. This episode fifty-four.
1: Who was the last time in person? Mm. No, this must be fifty-five. Oh, it's fifty-four? 54, 54. 54? Yeah, I think it's fifty-four or
0: fifty-five.
1: It is, it is. The calendar said fifty-four, you're right. Yeah.
0: So we're we're back with Abdi Guled. Is it glad the proper way to pronounce it?
1: Depending who you are. Some people say Guled, some people say Gulid. What's the Gulid
0: is the American way, right? It's the American way. One hundred percent.
1: I think Guled is the right way to say it. All right. But, uh... Is that how you would say it? I'm not opposed to it. Say Glee, Glee, same thing. We know there's two E's and D at so we know. Yeah, so it makes sense. Yeah.
0: Cool. Do you want to get a little intro to the people that are listening? Um, First of all,
1: thank you for inviting me. Always a pleasure. Episode 50, 54. Yes. Thank you for having me. Um, so, I'm Abdi. I... Um, I am actually a Norwegian, uh, have Norwegian roots, uh, born in Somalia, uh, raised in Norway, and um, now relocated to US. Um, I started track and field after high school, became one of the best runners in Norway. And that led me to get full scholarship rise to the United States.
0: Also, you came here on scholarship for sports? Yeah. Smart.
1: Back in 2010? It was actually 2009, but it took a lot, a lot of um, effort from the school to get me over because of some visa issues. Yeah. And then I was supposed to be here four years, but graduated in two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then went back home. Worked as an investment advisor, then product manager, then quit my corporate job and started a retention software company. Uh, Potentially, um, like, basically using AI to help health clubs Mm -hmm. to predict their dropout rate. Mm -hmm. Funny thing is health clubs, even like before COVID, it was 60% of their um, members are New every single uh, every single year. So
0: it people to come in for a month and quit, and they yeah. just come coming for a month. It's yeah,
1: you have this new New Year resolution. You go there for a couple of times, you sign up, and then you're done.
0: I don't I don't get that. I'm either like in or I'm out with whatever I do. I, like I'm either in for the long run, yeah, or I'm like out completely. Like it's either zero or one for me. I'm never like.
1: Yeah, but the majority of uh, the people in the world they're they're just very very simple, right? Uh, whatever the hype is. So a new resolution is January. That's when uh, gyms have the most active members, those most new signups. And I think somewhere between February and March, they stopped going to the gym. So essentially that's what happened. We saw that there was huge market. We got some investors involved and then the company uh, was going well and then COVID hit. Uh, And then uh, I think around October, November, 2020, um, we find out um, that the remote work and hyper work was something that was going to be there, right? Right at that moment, it was just forced because of COVID. Nobody, like none of the companies, had a strategy for it. And um, we we did some research, three months of research, to try to figure out is there a way to help employees with their well being, mentally, physically creating psychological safety, team culture, team building, and all of that. And we saw there was um, there was a need in the market and started the company early 2000, uh, early 2021. Fast forward right now, we have few customers using the product globally. Um, we have new customers coming in and we raised some funding late last year. We're about to raise some more funding very soon. And yeah, that's the long story.
0: And the company's called Latina?
1: And the company is called yeah. I should have mentioned and that. You're the CEO, right? <laughs> yeah, and I'm yeah. the CEO. I don't know. I, I don't I don't get into those titles. I don't think it has a lot of meaning. But yeah, we're we're a few founders that um, do everything that is necessary to do. But yeah. Nice. All right. So like. I, I handle the business side of it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> that's,
0: that, that's good that somebody's there to handle the business side. Yeah. Yeah. That's time to time. Yeah. Um, so you, when were you born? You won Somali one. How
1: old are you, by
0: the way? I actually don't know. 1987. Oh, God, you're older than me. I'm old. You're, you're six years older than me. I think that makes sense.
1: That's uh, I, you're, have you're not, old, right? I have you're no idea what we're talking about this part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I was born in 1987. <laughs> <all>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was born in 1987, and the Civil War hit. I think it was 1990. Like 89, 90. That's
0: when we got Civil
1: War. Really? Yeah. 1991 how bad like how bad was bad. how bad is it today
0: today it's not that bad it's like all the countries that were ex Yugoslavian countries separated and they're all like Croatia Bosnia Montenegro Serbia like they're all separate and they're not in war with each other yeah um, so it's kind of fine but there's still tensions but it's not like it's fine like if you go there just a normal European country that's is a little bit tending towards East southeast
1: yeah I think. Not sure, there's there's some difficulties still going on in Somalia, Mm -hmm. but hopefully the next generation will make it better.
0: So did did your family and you leave Somalia because of the war?
1: Yeah, I think not only me, but almost, if you look at across the globe, I think most Somalis uh, immigrated to the Western society or the Western world because of the civil war. So not only me, but tons yeah. of people, yeah. millions of people, honestly. Yeah. So, uh, but then Norway took me in. Um, forever grateful. I'm a black Norwegian.
0: I actually know a couple of black Norwegians. You do? Yeah.
1: So that's the funny thing when uh, when you're outside of uh, Norway, that's when you realize like you're actually Norwegian more than you are Somali, right? Because when you're in Norway, you're, all, you're Norwegian, but you're also hanging with the, with the little community close right. to you. And you know, like, yeah, we, we're all Norwegians. Some of us are like born there. Uh, but then when you're outside of the country, that's when you actually realize, all right, so where do I belong? Well, I'm <laughs> Norwegian. Let me find Norwegian people. Right. So even in Boston, there's tons of Norwegian people, and Seattle, and it's easy to connect with, with people.
0: Yeah, I studied with a bunch of the people. Oh, here. Very smart, yeah, very smart, very cool people.
1: Smart. I think we are very smart. We're one of the richest uh, countries in the world, so. Well, oil. But it's fine. Ah, uh, it's not just oil. You, if you have oil, you need people to manage it. You need people to dig the,
0: the, the wells.
1: <laughs> you need people to actually. Yeah, the sovereign wealth fund and all that stuff. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's not yeah it's not that easy. It's actually very hard to. Um, to go through high school mm. like it it you have different versions of math mm-hmm. like you have different versions of uh, science so it's not as easy as you would think but um, yeah that's the topic for the, the day
0: and the teachers and the teachers are well paid right no way
1: I think compare like is everything is relative right from where you are and where you, what do you do and where you live in what country but we have a welfare system right right and the welfare system is actually there to make sure it take care of the people right um so yeah i don't know if it's apples to apples but they're paid they're paid enough to be part of the society right
0: the living standard i'm asking in terms of the living standard not like okay. oh they're
1: paid good yeah they're they're paid i think the some teacher would, wouldn't like me saying that. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. I have no data supporting yeah. my comments right now. It's
0: fine.
1: But um, it's disclaimer. I think, um, yeah, well, if, if I ask you, would you, have, would you have liked to get an increase in uh, your salary? Yeah, everybody will love that, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they love it. And now in this case, if you don't love your job, You can find something else
0: that's true i think that's in in any case
1: but especially Uh, with remote work and hyper work yeah well especially with remote work now there's tons of jobs you can you can work for a company in new zealand and and live in norway
0: i think when it comes to remote and hyper work um that's gonna change so many things because i think the overall topic i believe was the 21st 21st century is going to be decentralization of everything
1: Please okay. tell us more, what do you mean?
0: I think it started with Uber, Airbnb, um, how many other companies are that, that basically the now? Crypto, um, remote work, forced by COVID. But again, I think at some point it would have naturally came if the technology, you know, feels like technology is not, it's kind of catching up to the trend now because everybody moved and that the people like Zoom are spending money and Microsoft Teams. And yeah. People. Like, they're trying to catch up to, like, oh, everybody's moving remote versus that way around. But um, I feel like, the, and I wonder what kind of impact that's going to have on, like, U.S. companies hiring abroad or people moving away geographically uh, to a different place because they don't really care anymore that they have to be in Boston, San Francisco, wherever. I wonder what kind of, imp- will there be some kind of re- redistribution of wealth effect as well because people are going to just move where they want to?
1: Yeah, like so, we need a lot of data to answer these questions, right? Um, but
0: not to ask them.
1: <laughs> not to ask them. You're right. You're right. So let me see. I think, I think it's good. Um, remote and hybrid work. I think it's great. Um, there's a lot of benefits to that. But then again, I think it depends on the company and the leadership and the, the goals for the company and the vision for the company and 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 the type of role models you have in there who can like try to make sure that every employee is part of a culture Uh, you're part of your team culture your company culture your department culture whatever it is regardless of where you work from so if you're able to sustain that whether you're a company in cambridge and all the employees are on site or that cambridge have few employees there and then some are in somewhere else in massachusetts or somewhere in india and somewhere in europe and somewhere in san francisco if if the leadership the managers all levels of managers if they're able to create that cohesive culture or cohesive team i think you can work from anywhere i think it's good um you have the commute right Mm -hmm. that saves you a lot of time back and forth so oh my God. you're stuck in traffic in the morning because everybody else just like is going to work and you're stuck in traffic going home
0: you're just wasting time you're wasting your time and you're wasting your company's
1: time yeah and probably whatever partner kids whatever you have you're spending less time with them morning and evening right, right. whatever other social things that you like to do you're doing less of that so yeah that's your time but the question is, do you actually need to like see the employees to make sure that they're doing the work? I don't think you need that. I think if you can create a, a place where employees feel, um, if you can give them more autonomy, mm-hmm. if employees can feel like, okay, I'm appreciated, I have more autonomy, I have tasks that I need to do, I enjoy being with my team, I love what the company stands for, um and i'm compensated both as a human but also for my profession i think you can work from anywhere i think it's great i think it's really good because then when when you're if you think about it when you're um very comfortable place that's when you get me probably maybe the best ideas uh when when you're like um
0: I'll, I'll, I'll argue that I think it's Go ahead Comfortable uh, Safe place Safe place I Safe place There you go Safe yeah. I'll say safe yeah. if, if, you're, if, you're, if you feel like You're in a place Where you can Say your ideas Without You know Being prosecuted Like a witch In middle, middle centuries Or something Like that, <laughs> But we can You know Say yeah. your ideas Safely right? And then it's fine What you have to say If it's a good idea Or a bad idea Whatever But you can discuss Your ideas Exactly Yeah
1: so i think it depends on the company uh, but remote work is good hyper work is great uh there's a lot of benefits to it but then there's also a lot of negative to it but i feel like that's that's something that can be solved by the company mm-hmm. uh, look at type of management you have look at type of managers type of leaders uh, and what everybody else is doing and i think more autonomy safe as you're saying if there's a psychological safety environment um good culture and there are so many things you can learn from other companies that are doing that
0: yeah i mean i can speak from my experience i know that i think i feel like uh in terms of uh working Working from uh, from home, I think I think that in terms of the culture, it's I think it's a completely new thing. And I think the companies that figure out the best way to maintain that type of a hybrid work are gonna win win out this new kind of like set of at least when we speak about tech companies or whatnot, they're gonna win the next round of that because uh, they'll probably have lower costs because they won't have to meet with people in person stuff like that. We have like large office buildings and whatnot. Um, and they'll get shit done, right? Um, but it is it is challenging. You you know, when you're not in person and let's say it's been a year and you have or like you've just been on especially on board, or like you're the new person. Yeah. And you just meet people like through through the camera, through the camera, it is challenging, like as for me as a manager, it's challenging to like create like cohesiveness and stuff like that. Yeah, know, the things that you would you know, if you stay one day and you work late on a project together in a room, done. Right, that clicks. But if you if you if you never have like that
1: kind of no, I think um, you need that. Yeah, you need that social type of gathering, right? You need that social connection. We're human beings. What what does somebody say? We're extroverts. Everybody's born like that, and they need to connect with other people, you know, like to prosper. So I think I think hybrid work is the perfect thing. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's going to be perfect forever, but one day two days a week at least one day a week meet up um, if you can but then the other problem is how about it well how about if you create hubs right where employees can meet wherever they are located but then you got to make sure those employees in those hubs they work together right Mm -hmm. Uh, but if you're a team of five people and one is in east coast one is in west coast maybe you should fly out to each other once every other week? Or like, there must be, I I totally agree, you need to meet each other once or twice.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know that companies like, um, what was I listening to? Um, One of these private equity um, companies, I think it was Sequoia, um, um, they were doing basically like quarterly, they would meet, and instead of doing like company gathering for work, they would just go on a vacation together. Like every quarter, one week they go together and they go on a vacation somewhere. Of course, the guy has money to spend. Um, they go on a vacation somewhere and they just, you know, have fun with each other, get to meet each other, and then they go back to work. And I mean, we've been we haven't been going on vacations together, but we had work trips every like quarter, or whatnot, yeah. time to meet. Because I feel like. You know, in our case, you just feel a little boost after that. You know, there are people like exchanging jokes, common things. What happened? Everybody, you know, remember stuff. Yeah, which which can't really happen yet. You know, until Mark Zuckerberg comes out with some kind of a meta place
1: Or or you just use NVIDIA. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, hey. I'm gonna talk about my company, but <laughs> uh,
1: that, that could save you a lot of a lot of uh, hazard, But um, yeah, I honestly think if you do once a week, why not? Yeah. Like if, but, but the thing is, again, it depends on the company. It depends on the type of employees. It depends on the type of um, department, type of team we're talking about. Um, and then maybe as a team, you should figure out when should we meet, right? right. Um, and, and yeah, as long as you have hubs or offices or somewhere else you guys can meet together, you need that. You can't just be virtual the whole time. No, I don't think so. That, oh. that doesn't create... Like, it's very easy to be a freelancer then, right? Right. You don't feel so much connected to the team. So even in Peter, we, we preach how to connect employees regardless of where they work from. But then we have the social aspect of it where we say that you actually, like, meet virtually. That's fine, but you should also meet physically, right? Yeah. If you're able to do so. And... Um, we, we need that, we're human beings.
0: Yeah, I think, and I'm gonna follow up a question, but I think in terms of like, if I was like a freelancer just preparing financial statements for people or stuff like that, and it's just me, and I'm like, I have just fi- find people on Fiverr and like I'm gonna prepare financials, and it's only me, at that point, like I can do everything like digitally, right? So like, if I'm a gig worker doing it by myself, but as soon as you have a team, a, sorry, a team, um, everything changes. Um, but but the question here maybe to I know we kind of laid out the the overall environment currently and you know what happened after COVID and and how to navigate remote work hybrid work and whatnot so so what does just for people for the people to know uh, what does Epida offer um, in terms of services and products? Oh,
1: so I'm allowed to sell my product?
0: We can talk about Facebook if you want as well. Oh. <laughs> talk <about our> <laughs> what do you think about the metaverse?
1: <laughs> yeah, the the metaverse is great. I actually am a fan of metaverse. I'm a huge fan. I was at a, um, at a conference in April um, where you you get to be on a was it HR conference on a metaverse. And and you're in a like in an island, I think what it was, where they have set up like tons of different rooms, mm-hmm. uh, tons of different like auditoriums where you can see different people talking at any given point. You can go towards another person. You have your avatar. You can see other people's names and like almost their batch or their bio on top of their head. You can go just stand next to them and then click a button. You can talk to people. It's And 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 I've made a lot of connections. Nice. Where it feels literally like I'm talking to them in, in a physical conference, right? And um, but then, so from my standpoint, in that metaverse, I could... I probably made, I think, three or four times more connections than what I did in the physical conference. Right? Mm. For some odd reason, because when when you're there in the metaverse, it's, it's a quick chat. It's maybe five, six, seven minutes. And
0: how? Here's a question. Yeah. How many how many of the people just connected to say, "Oh, there's a guy I met through metaverse. This is the person. This is oh, you see this, this connection I made it to the metaverse.
1: But it's so cool to say that. No.
0: Yeah. I know, but is it, is it because there's a meaningful connection or is it because One thousand
1: percent. One, 1 thousand percent. There's meaningful connection. It's, well, forget about what it's called. You're meeting somebody else. That's all you're doing. You're meeting somebody else. And the metaverse may, made it easier for you to actually create a, some, some type of environment or some type of community that you guys are involved in, right? <laughs> what, and, and virtually, yeah, where you're in a Zoom call all day and now you're meeting somebody in something that you're interested in. So if you're interested in HR or software or whatever recruiting platform that you're interested in, you're meeting people or like-minded people somewhere else that is creative for you guys. And that has happened to be, in this case, a Metaverse conference. So it doesn't need to be there, but it it doesn't need to be called Metaverse, but um, it's a cool thing that you can actually feel like you're sitting in South Africa and having a meeting in cape town with a guy who's there in on your team how cool is that
0: yeah i'm 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 not i'm not yet sold on it i'm um,
1: it takes time but you'll come around i promise you that i'm bet. not sure
0: i'm not sure i mean i think there are definitely uses for it i think i'm more of a i think augmented reality to me makes more sense yeah um because i think it's gonna be a long time until they actually make you i tried the goggles and stuff like that but i think there's gonna be a long time until they actually can reproduce what I'm currently seeing with my eyes. Again, technology will develop and everything, and probably you know if you if you have a conference in Australia, it makes more sense to sit at home, put some stuff instead of traveling. Like, or if you go to Mars, you know, like who's gonna you know who's gonna travel between Earth and Mars on the conference? Yeah. Um, so I think definitely the you know there's there's some usage. I think in the near term, uh, to me, augmented. Or like,
1: or you can have your meeting like you're you're in you're in uh, the Bay Area, right? Yeah. The team is there, you have a meeting there, you're sitting in Cambridge. Yeah. And you're sitting right, right next to the person. I
0: feel I can do the same thing with augmented reality when I'm talking to people, but I can show them the work in 3D space. And I think to me, that will be more important than, than just like feeling like I'm in a game or something, like in, in the same room. Um, so you've tried it? I haven't tried, I've tried the goggles and being like in the VR. Well, I understand is like- When was that?
1: Before COVID? Yes. All right.
0: You gotta try it again. No, during COVID, I played. I played uh, uh, a couple of games during COVID in in VR. Yeah, Oculus. A friend of mine had it at home. And I was playing ping pong and then some other game. When I was like, kill- people killing me all the fucking time. I was not going <laughs> to... I had to like bend and move, and then I was like, really? Yeah.
1: Hey, but work related. I, like I didn't if, say. That, like, if it's if yeah. it's work related, so far I, I I've tried it once in a game. Uh, it was fun, but uh, work related. I didn't have to use goggles though. The yeah. conference, you didn't have to use goggles.
0: You just put a chip, the chip in your brain and you just like close your eyes? Almost the same thing, yeah. almost
1: <laughs> the same. You just close your eyes and you're into Matrix. But um, literally, you log in, they create this environment online where you just log in, you create your avatar, and then you're in the space of the metaverse.
0: All right, so you were not actually with the goggles, but you were on your computer and you're yeah. with your little avatar moving around. So exactly. it was like a game conference.
1: Almost like a game.
0: I, well, that's a, well. Now that's a different thing. Yeah, that's a different thing, and I and I maybe like that more than being. You, got, you gotta try. Conference.
1: Yeah, you gotta try it out, like, because I think you don't need a goggle.
0: But so that's a that's a kind of a game gamification of a conference, which I like. I think it would
1: be it's fun. fun. Like you yeah. just you just walk around and like, hey, this company.
0: Can you kick people?
1: No, you can dance. You can dance. You can dance. You can you can shake hands in a fun way, like almost like they do in the NBA. Right. Like there's, you can give a high five. Um, you can jump and do three six, Like you can do so many different things. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Uh, and then you can uh, do the moonwalk. You going to say bye. To, uh, hey, nice meeting you. And then just moonwalk. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> and then turn around and meet this person. Hey, how are you? Where are you walking towards? I'm going to that uh, to the. Listen to that uh, lecture over there. Oh, really cool, let's walk together. What's your name, by the way? So, I, I yeah, I,
0: I'm I me. Mean, there are concerts with, with and what, what's the game called? Fucking, I used to play Fortnite. Like, now you can go like to, to, to a Travis Scott concert in Fortnite. <laughs> it's, Dude, that's the future, like. I, I, I think it's gonna have a place. I don't think it's gonna be like 50% of your life. I think it's probably gonna replace TV and entertainment to a certain extent. Cause like, for example, like, if I can go to an NBA game with my VR goggles and not be there, like, I would actually, I might even prefer putting my goggles and watching the game than actually being in the-, in the, in the, in the
1: but, but here's the thing, it's almost the same as, um, same as we were talking about, you can't just be um, remote, right? You gotta be hybrid. Yeah. So it's the same thing, I think, that'll be part of our lives. Just like right now, phones are part of our lives. Yeah. You, you can't actually leave the house without a phone.
0: But I think it's, to counter that. Yeah. I agree that we're part of your life. I think with your phone, is something that, you know, you, the people that you like the most are always around you. The people that you spend the most of your time, you and your family, let's say you spend 80 percent of your time with your family well maybe that's too much 60 right because you work you work from home
1: i think work itself like now we're uh, touching on different things so um they say work-life balance and some say work-life integration so i think you work your work and life is they're part of each other
0: i agree i'm just thinking in, in percentages of the time you spend of of your daily time that you spend with people, right? Hard
1: to say, cause I I might be having dinner but thinking about work, right? Yeah, that's, that's I, I might be text. I might be sending an email, and and. Um, and uh, going for a walk. And your
0: wife is not gonna allow you to put the headphones on and be like,
1: no, but give me a second. <laughs>
0: I'll continue with dinner. You know, <laughs> <yeah>, Slide.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> no, but, but like again, so like ma- same as management in a company, right? Mm-hmm. What is the greater, like the greater good? Like, what is the goal of the of the work you do? So, if you work has a purpose, and and you love that purpose, and 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 that and you have passion for what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Then I, that's why I, I feel like find a job where you have passion for if you're able to do that.
0: Yeah, I think, I think we went off and a little bit off topic. I yeah. agree with everything you were saying there. I so so, so
1: the work-life integration, yeah. they're the same. Yeah, go you ahead. If you love
0: what you do, you can just integrate it and enjoy your life, but um, to a certain extent, but I was saying for- You were saying 60 80%.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: for the for VR, I think, I feel like Facebook is selling you the metaverse like, oh yeah, in the future, we're all gonna be in the metaverse and whatnot, spend a lot of time in the metaverse with your friends and whatnot. Most of the people that you really that, that you care about are usually around you. Uh, uh, sorry, the people that you spend 80 percent of your time with, and you need to spend 80 percent of your time with, are actually around you. So you would never have to see those people with the metaverse. Maybe when you're traveling, you want to see them for like, okay, I'm somewhere else, and let me. Yeah, but or you have friends abroad. Like, okay, let's catch up once or two months. But I don't. I feel like they're selling you the metaverse, like you're gonna spend, you know, 50 percent of the time there. I feel like if you. I feel they're overselling it. If they get 10 people to spend 10 to 20% time there, instead of watching TV, I think that's gonna be a major success for them.
1: That's that's still a lot, so I don't know the percentage, but um, think about it this way though. So if if the people that you like most, that are your friends, that you hang out with, are gonna be there regardless. You don't need a goggle to interact with them. But then as you grow personally and continue your life, you're gonna get more and more people, mm-hmm. right? In that circle of yours. But then if, if the next trend is the goggles and the metaverse, you're kind of left out, right? To get your next, to, to increase your network. Yes. Because you might end up meeting tons of people that are valuable for you right now in the future and you can also vice versa be helpful to them you can meet them there so I don't like I, Like I said earlier I don't know we, we need the phone for some odd reason We're, like I can I can be with our phone all day uh, with no problems because as long as my computer is nearby I can do the same things there um, but just like the phone is part of our life I'm pretty sure the metaverse can be part of our life oh yeah I'm
0: not arguing you know, not even, I'm just how I'm much Facebook is, is a little bit you know polished. But fine. Yeah,
1: but uh, I believe that though. Like that's that's the thing. I, I actually believe. So COVID fast forward everything. Yeah. If COVID was not there, then it's very hard to like believe the metaverse is gonna be here pretty quickly. But.
0: I mean, I think I think it, at some point that was kind of like they're just you know i think the whole metaverse thing is is, is, a, is a brand but
1: it's so much easier about. it's so much easier now to actually show people a digital platform or something digitally today than two and a half years ago right mm-hmm. so with that it fast forward i don't know x amount of uh, years to introduce the metaverse they probably had this before covid but it's not the right time
0: yeah, and the technology has to advance a little bit with, with like space, um, how do you call it, nausea
1: and whatnot, because you can get a little bit sick. And now you have a 60-year-old who, when you have a meeting with them, they'll say, hey, all right, send me a Zoom link. So people are more receptive to something new that has to do with-
0: Oh, the world is, the world is moving digital.
1: So that's why I'm thinking metaverse is not something. I, I think once few people start doing it, just like what did, it face, what did Uber do, right? Go find the right people and the right influencers, right, right markets, and then everybody else will follow, right? So once some some people in your market start using metaverse, you'll accept. I, I
0: wouldn't it. compare it to Uber because Uber was there was already something that existed there, and they just made a better service for something that already existed, right? The cabs were already there, but just they, they just created the better. Their Metaverse is like something completely new, right? Yeah, but
1: it's an it's experience. Yes. Every person in the world will love to experience something. Yes. And if I can give you that experience from your home, you will definitely try it out.
0: Is it worth a lot of money if I spend 5% of my time? And if half of the world doesn't have money to spend time with it? Hey, so. That's, that's my,
1: those are my questions. Yeah, let's, let's, let's answer those questions once we have few people using it, <laughs>
0: right? I have no idea, but I'm just saying because, yeah, because. All of my facts, these are facts that are based on hard data that I'm presenting today. I actually <laughs> did a lot of research in preparation for this. I know, right? So
1: I, I think, I, I'm very optimistic of the world, man. I, I think there's a lot of great things hap- uh, happening and will happen because people are receptive to technology now. Yeah. So if you can be in your house, wherever that is, and you're able to, like, sit next to somebody, like I said earlier, in Cape Town, and still have a meeting there, or you can, have, you can hang out with your friend in Rome...
0: Or with deep fake of Tom Cruise.
1: Dude, like, I want to do that. Right, I, I want to experience that. So I think because where the technology is, and because we are like a 75 year old, eighty-year-old, actually telling you to send me, send you a Zoom link or whatever it is, um, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, let's see. I know, I know. We're uh, we actually we're, we talked about metaverse, <laughs> and we're already about above our half an hour uh, mark. But um, let's let's go into the maybe last ten minutes yeah. of the podcast. Um, but um all right so yeah we resolved the metaverse we know what's gonna happen exactly and we made some great conclusion with the metaverse so you know guys if you
1: metaverse, here is, to stay, metaverse is
0: here to stay Maybe be 5%, open-minded maybe five percent of your life maybe 50 who knows we'll
1: we'll come back to a new episode in the future but be open-minded
0: yeah give us give us three months we'll be back with some <laughs> More, more, more concrete data on that
1: three months that's pretty pretty quick but yeah I understand what you mean <laughs> all right
0: but but all right. so back to my original question so for, for the listeners so what, what does Impede offer to people that you know might not yet be in the metaverse
1: <laughs> so so Impede has nothing to do with the metaverse Correct. <laughs> Correct. just to make sure um,
0: it work. And, you know, yeah it
1: does it does yeah. so uh, we'll see how Impede will be connected to metaverse uh, sooner, soon soon uh, soon enough but um, so MPEDA was started it's a very interesting thing what MPEDA does like it's a well-being platform or or team cohesion and well-being platform for on-site remote and hybrid companies mm-hmm. across the globe um, and the backstory to that right is we, we did like I said earlier we did three months research try to figure out what's in the market when it comes to well-being right and if you look at any company around the world, they have an understanding of well-being in a sense of physical activity. So wellness and well-being, that's actually two different things, but most companies, they're familiar with wellness and then they call wellness well-being. So in their mind is to try to give the employees or offer the employees something that they um, can say we've offered them uh, to
0: the sauna on daily basis. Whatever it is,
1: right? Whatever it is, but but not even that. That's like a different type of perks, so different mm-hmm. different type of benefits. But most cases, every company has some sort of um, a physical health app, or mm-hmm. uh, or a personal trainer, or gym membership. Or, or training
0: insurance, you can you can download the Peloton membership. E- exactly the right. All these different things and.
1: When we did a research for three months, you found out that when it comes to mental health, for example, you have like great companies such as Headspace, Calm, Ginger, Modern, they like really, really good companies that that are doing great things for mental health, right? And then same thing can be said for physical health, same thing can be said for other well-being areas. But most companies then offer these type of products to their employees, and then if you ask the employees, or if you haven't asked the managers or directors who um, got those deals for the employees, what is the engagement rate? Who's using these products? Not everybody knows that, and the reason for that is, is a very simple method, right? You you buy a product for because you think somebody in the uh, in the company would need it, and you check that off like a check mark of well being, uh, quota, right? And then we found out that even Harvard did research on this that these products, they, they tend to appeal to the people that care about mental health or physical health, or, or people are interested or engaged and motivated, regardless of their work. Like people who are interested in mental health will use mental health apps, whether their work provides it or not. So if you have a, a company with 100 employees, maybe one, two, three percent of the employees will actually benefit and use these mental health apps, right? But then what happens within majority of the employees, 90% plus of the employees, what type of well-being solutions do you have for them? And that's where we saw that there's something in the market that's missing. So we said, um, we included um, a doctor in organization psychology who, who has been working on workplace well-being for 15 years and found out that there must be a way to, encourage and engage the 90% of the employees, so the majority of the employees, to increase their well-being physically, mentally, socially, and also now we added cultural diversity and climate and all all that. And what we find out is that if you take a team approach and increase the well-being within the team, then you're also able to touch the individuals in those teams because most of the teams are, what, five, maybe two, three, four, five, 10, 15 people at the most. Maybe a little bit more, but in, in a team environment, if you can create if you can create something that the team is interested in, that the team can uh, resonate with, then you're able to engage them and you're able to increase their well being. So that's what Empire is. We focus on teams and increasing their well being.
0: There's a there's a good saying in my language, and it says, "You are who you spend your time with."
1: And if you're on Zoom calls all day with your team, right? You guys got to help each other uplift each other and that's where we so we we didn't just went out there and did it like a an idea from a garage but it was actually it's actually backed up by science so we mm-hmm. we included um we, we build the whole platform on based on positive psychology theory and mm-hmm. everything is not it, it could be competitive it could be not competitive depending on the uh, of the employees so you can have a a gratitude week or two weeks of gratitude or you can have uh, two weeks of physical uh, well-being thing, which is a step challenge. But then everything's personalized, right? Mm-hmm. So again, mental health is good for the people who care about that, physical health is pe- good for the people who care about that, and so on and so forth. And what we did is when empl- when you have a company of 100 employees or more, and all the them are divided in different teams, so we actually personalized everything to that specific team. So if a team cares more about mental health, mental well-being we give them more of that and not only engage them through gamification and team building challenges and things of that nature but also make sure that they they feel belong to that uh, team and they also learn something right so it's part team building and part team development Mm -hmm.
0: so this is something that companies could basically incorporate into their goal setting and okrs and kpis and stuff like that definitely
1: definitely so we focus mainly on companies that are 100 plus employees, companies uh, that are looking for well being, like a holistic view of well being, team cohesiveness uh, uh, platform. Interesting. I think we call this episode Metaverse
0: and the Well being.
1: Well being is like it's the core of everything. If, if you don't take care of the well being of the employees, you don't have employees.
0: But the, actually, I think this is—it's funny that we talked about metaverse and then we went into this, and, yeah. uh, into into your company in the well-being, because I think it's actually a perfect summary. Because part of the reason why we're talking about well-being is because of the of, of this transformation. So exactly, a oh, good if, point. Right, because if we if we're gonna transform any any kind of change has its own victims, you know, like. When the tech industry, you know, started booming, the, the the coast in the United States started flourishing, right? I mean, not that there were enough, you know. Yeah, yeah I know, before, yeah. Well, all the jobs went to China. They were like more industrial, so the people in the middle of the country kind of got screwed, and then the people on the, on the coast that were working in tech businesses, flourished, right? The same thing is going to happen there now here because you know some people are going to take advantage of this, some will not be able to adapt, some will actually work in companies but not maybe like it. So that I think the well-being aspect is like is the place where like, all right, do we do this correctly? Or am I going to be alone in a home that I'm never going to leave and I'm just going to be watching everything through my metaverse uh, goggles, right? Oh, yeah, or am yeah. am just going to lose my humanity in it? So I think yeah. well-being is super important. It's a good transition,
1: actually. No, I, I love that you said that. And another thing right now is also the um, the great resignation, right, mm-hmm. or the great attrition, some some might call it. We're losing a lot of empl- employees because everybody's maybe thinking, I can get a better job, right? That so, might
0: end soon, but
1: yeah. Yeah, so that might end soon, we don't know, but as of right now, people are quitting jobs at a, at a record highs mm-hmm. and then on the other side, the burnout rate is just increasing, right? So you burned out, you're losing a lot of employees, and they don't feel connected, the teams don't feel connected, right? So back to that freelancer um, topic, you feel like you're just doing a job for somebody, even though you're actually part of the company, you're not a freelancer. So well-being is at the core of making sure that employees don't get burned out. So if you're not burned out, then uh, you're, you're, there's less likelihood for you to quit uh, that company. And that increases the productivity because the opposite is you're burned out, you can't do your task, you quit and your team is stuck there with more work because they just lost a whole person right Mm -hmm. so the productivity decreases so if the well-being so well-being is not physical activity that's what i preach wellness could be but well-being is like making sure the employees like your mental health, your physical health, your social, uh, emotional health, your psychological safety part like everything is connected to well being and it's crucial, not in the mer- on the metaverse area, but in as of right now, where you have remote and hyperworks uh, employees, you need to make sure that their well being is taken care of, you need to make sure that they feel belonged. Right? It's extremely important if you belong to that company and you feel you belong to that company, then you are more likely to succeed and more likely to be a productive employee. And the way to do that is for the managers to get the platforms that they need uh, to make sure that they can encourage their employees and engage them. And, and the managers and the, uh, the CEOs, nobody has time, right? So that's where we come into the play where our platform can be part of the solution but our platform also preaches physical, uh, physical uh, um, meetings.
0: Right, in yeah. person. In person. Yeah, yeah I mean that, that makes. There's no reason why you couldn't do both. Like, why you, you know, I think it's not black and white. You have
1: you have to do you have, you have to do both. Yeah, have to
0: We I think just as humans, as at least uh, currently like we. We need have, that people like. <laughs> not in the wrong way but people need to get touched <laughs> you know like yeah yeah do you know like if, if you leave a baby in the hospital like there i think these syndromes were like if a baby is sick and separated from the mother when, they're, when it's young and there's no actual like the mother doesn't show affection and touch people get like uh, sociopaths usually develop like that uh, i think that the guy who was uh the, the harvard bomber whatever what's his name the guy that was sending the bombs to harvard uh, this whole documentary about him anyways he was sick when he was younger like he was not home at all and there was no affection. He, he you know, The guy develops a sociopath. The something bomb. So that's oh. like
1: far fetched, but I know what you mean. I mean, yeah, I can like Yeah. <laughs> Can't happen. We gotta cut that out. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> but, but, um, you need that you need it like we're human beings we need to meet other human beings right and in order to um succeed we like whether is i think a lot of companies now have like this once a week minimum meet each other mm-hmm. uh, for id id generation right mm-hmm. or for helping each other with uh, a tough, sort of tough products like that, brains, right? right so you need that and and half a day could be that and half a, the rest of the day could be um, just social interaction yeah
0: cool man this is good i like uh, i like uh i like i like where we're going with this i like the, the it was question. a great conversation man
1: yeah i thought it was gonna be interview like tons of questions but this was a good conversation yeah, thank you for I, having me
0: oh it's always, 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 always a pleasure um maybe to conclude i guess um and this is usually well i'll ask you two questions one Go ahead. is how do you feel that, about the current environment? I know you said you've been looking, you're looking to fundraising and whatnot. How do you how are you looking at the current markets and the state of the markets? And two, maybe to finalize everything, you know, if you have a message to people that are listening, yeah. people who are working maybe remotely or you know whatever you would like to say, I guess as a message would be great.
1: All right. So the first one, um, the market is pretty bad, right? So we all know that there's a recession. What are we? What, coming, coming. What, yeah, coming. What are we right now at? Nine point one percent inflation. Yeah. Um, so it's bad, and if you don't know if it's bad, then yeah, well, you're not awake. Um, you have to go
0: to the supermarket. You will you'll, you'll know
1: that. You'll know that. Just know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's that simple. Go if you have a car. You already you already know that. I
0: have. A, you know that I'm 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 a psychopath. I have a like I'm the guy. I go to the supermarket and I, I have a few items that I buy all the time. Mm. And I have like bread that I started buying since you know the inflation started, and mm. I'm tracking inflation to no that way. bread. No way! Yeah, I'm yeah. like coming back to see the bread. I'm like, all right. How much has it increased? It started when I started buying it. It was like four twenty nine, and yeah. now it's like six fifty. Wow! Yeah, yeah.
1: There you go. Yeah, yeah. But you don't even like for the regular person on the street. If you have a car, you know that. Oh yeah. It's it's very simple, but um, so for us in the financial markets uh, or. Fundraising, it's pretty tough. I think it hit most the growth companies who are maybe Series C, Series D, I think, uh, in that area who need a lot of funding to, to, uh, to do their job or to grow. Um, but then Series B and A maybe is, is, is being touched right now. And then we're, we're like a seed company, so early stage um,
0: easy to adjust
1: yeah you know, we're very easy to adjust it's not a lot of employees so we can, we can do that but then again you know it's kind of hard like prior to I think uh, just 6-7 months ago I think people were getting uh, term sheets within a few weeks maybe a month and now all the investors are holding on to their liquidity and it could be that your raising of uh, your your fundraising could be six to twelve months. Yeah. Right. Um, so and a lot of like we've seen a lot of these Y companies Sequoia that you mentioned earlier, uh, A16, a lot of them are telling their founders say hey, try to figure out how to reduce the burn rate and 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 be aware that maybe you won't be able to raise the next eighteen to thirty six months. Right. So we don't we know the market is bad. But um, for me personally, uh, at seed stage, um, first of all, I think I'm, I'm very very lucky to know that you can hire anybody in the world, right? So if, if, you're, if you're fortunate enough to get a X amount of dollars in investment, you don't have to go hire a Harvard grad uh, or MIT grad, maybe the same job can be done in East Europe, and you can save a lot of money with that, right? You're creating work there, but you're also creating um, revenue in, in in the com in the country. You're in. In, 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 I
0: think.
1: Or, in, or in, India, right?
0: India stands, stands to benefit so much from this because their their English is great. Yeah, yeah definitely. Educated,
1: definitely. So I think it's just. It's, it's, uh, it's time for founders to, to actually think more and, and be creative of how to make sure that whatever runway you have, you can extend that, that double of what you think you have. Um, it's, it's very ugly, uh, you, gotta cut, you gotta cut loose with a lot of employees and cut jobs, but hopefully, because on, on the other point, when it comes to the United States, there's I think it was ten or eleven million job openings. Mm-hmm. Right? So even though you're you're losing your job, there's the double I think.
0: Yeah, still double. We're not in a recession at any status. So stage. there's so
1: it's just that the people that are losing their job, they don't like the jobs that are out there. Yeah. It could be that, right?
0: And also the people that are losing their jobs I think like there's a lot of news about it but it's still a very small percentage it's, it's,
1: Yeah and, and if you're losing your job again but but also there's a lot of people who don't want to work and it could yeah. be because of the stimulus effect Yeah Right so you still feel good about the money that you the, the yeah the administration poured into your house
0: or, or, you, or you're like a boomer and you sold during the, the whole you sold your assets during the whole peak and you retired and you're like wow there's COVID why would I die I'm just going to enjoy the rest of exactly. my Exactly
1: so, our- so there's a lot different factors but when it comes to the financial market I think I think it's time to be smart but on the flip side I think it's a perfect time right it's a perfect time to start a company if you had an idea and you have a few months it's the perfect time to like go and figure that out um, and and there's tons of opportunities out there that I'm there positive like there's tons of opportunities right now and when you're an investor instead of holding on holding on to all your liquidity, it's a perfect time to actually invest. So disclaimer, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not telling you to use your money anywhere, but um, it's very logical, like everything's down.
0: Yeah, prices are down basically. So
1: buy when it's low. Sell high. So for the here guys That's what they've been, been preaching for like hundreds of years, right? But, yeah. So so if 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 everything is so low now, well you can start investing in early stage companies
0: historically if you were optimistic at the time when everybody thought that the world was going go to go sh- to shit sorry for the false yeah. language uh you would have you would have made a lot of money
1: so there you go you have it from Vlad. Yeah. um and then the second question in terms of so yeah so i'm positive um, i i think i think the um the fundraising will take longer, but that also helps us as founders to be more strict and, and more creative and understand what we need to do in order to survive. So, survival of the fittest and survival of the creative minds. And we'll see who, who, who does that in, in the next 12 to 18 months. And then, um, any remote workers or hyper workers, um, if you're a manager, check out impeter.com. Reach out to me personally on LinkedIn, Optical Lead. Um, TikTok.
0: TikTok. I remember, you have TikTok.
1: Team Jive.
0: Yes.
1: We have Team Jive. We have a podcast called Team Jive. Um, Follow us there. Uh, We have Twitter. Uh, But if you're a manager, I think we can help you and we can help your employees. Um, If you're a company, we can help your employees and your your most important assets, your people. Uh, And if you're just a regular employee, I think uh, make sure you take care of your well-being. And and make sure that you, you ask for that in uh, from your manager. Make sure you ask for that from your from your company. Because if you don't have your well being taken care of, you're, you're you're pretty you're not you're not contributing a lot.
0: And you're screwed. It's, it's gonna
1: impact you personally and professionally.
0: Great. Plus Thank I you for know. having
1: me, man.